Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Goodbye Bullshit, Hello. I have a special guest with me today, Susan. She is a fellow podcaster and a creator, and I am going to ask her my favorite question. Susan, what bullshit did you say goodbye to in order to have the happiness you currently have in your life today? Yeah, good morning, Atusa. I will say that when I thought about this question, what came to mind is I said goodbye to giving my power to others. I, I said goodbye to waiting to be picked or selected or waiting for a certain point in life to arrive. And I said hello to everything that I've created since that moment in time when it really became entirely my choice up to me. And I didn't need permission to create my life, whether it was with work or just in my personal space. Yeah, it just was a, it was a certain type of freedom that I hadn't been allowing myself. Beautiful, beautiful. Two key points in there I want everyone to recognize. One was that giving your power away and the other one realizing you have choice. Um, choice is a big one and gaining your power back because that's what I tell my clients all the time. You have choice. Every time you say, I don't have a choice, pause and see that you do have a choice. There are choices that you may not like, that may not be easy, but you always, always, always have a choice. And I agree. Yeah. Let me know how, how did that help you? Like where, where was that shift to recognize? You know, I think it probably came, well, it came in, it came across both from a professional perspective as well as personal at the same time. So I found myself um, at a, I, want, I don't want to say midlife because I was in my late thirties or, or so. And I realized like, oh, just because I hadn't settled down in the traditional sense, didn't mean that I should be waiting for someone to have a home with, like meaning create a house, not just, out, you know, an apartment home, um, that I could have those things. And just because I hadn't finished my education, even though I was having a pretty good run of it in my career, didn't mean that I wasn't eligible for higher positions. Um, and just because I would go into conversations, whether it was on a date or it was in an interview, I... I had to create this opportunity where the dialogue was two way and it wasn't one way. And I wasn't waiting for someone to say, you, you're the one or you, you're good enough. You know, so there came a break point where I don't really know exactly the why. I mean, I had been doing a lot of different, you know, exploring and kind of digging into my own self and, and the world around me. So I imagine all of that was a part of this culmination of, of change that occurred, but I just got to this point where I thought, no, every conversation is two-way. And I I am at that table as equally as the other person, regardless of the reasons why. And I can choose yes or no as well. And so with that, I started to, I think my creativity emerged in a way that I never knew I had. I started to see myself as an artist and I started to really design my life and my choices in such a different way that everything changed, honestly. Everything changed. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I love it. There's, again, there's so many good nuggets in there I want to bring out. So one 
very key point that I actually have an artwork, I think, uh, to the side. You are the creator of your life and you get to create whatever you want. That is so beautiful. And being a creator or creative doesn't mean just art. It means everything in your life. That's beautiful. Thank you for bringing that out. And um, one other thing that if you can uh, elaborate more on that I love was that the, the, I always tell people, everybody carries this rule that it's not even you. This rule book that's been passed down to you, rule book that you gathered what society wants of you and you put it in there and everything you do your relationship the way you live your life all of it is based on that rule book and don't you just look at this recognize it look at these rules and start taking them dropping them away it's like i don't need this this is not mine this is not mine this doesn't work with me i like this rule let me change it what i like what i want and um, so it seems like you actually, that's how you found your voice, how you found your voice and the freedom to say yes or no. Absolutely. And I think I, I grew up with a lot of rules, with a lot of restriction. So I had had a, a whole like early lifetime of never really flying and never really like exploring to figure out like, oh, what do I like or what feels right or which direction do I naturally feel inclined to go toward? I was, there was so much restriction. So in, as I entered my adult life, it just followed me. Even though I was like, had no one to answer to, no one checking in to see, oh, was she following those rules? It was my, it was my own, you know, uh, sort of restrictions that I placed on myself, but I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And I was living in a really like tight kind of like freedomless way. And, and even though I was having fun and laughing and I, and I had a nice social circle, I didn't realize just how restrictive I had been. And I, it really came to a head. Like I said, when I was in my mid late thirties, I just thought, oh my God, like, I feel like I'm the one who's actually not having fun. <laughs> I'm not having fun. And I feel very much like shackled. And so it was really a function of me setting myself free and realizing that I, I didn't need someone else's permission and I didn't even want rules at that point. You can imagine that if you get to that place, you're just like, Oh my God, throw the rules out entirely. And that's what I did. And it wasn't a free for, you know, free fall of any sort, but it did feel like almost a rebirth because I slowly started to think about, you know, where do those boundaries need to be? You know, do they need to be everywhere? Um, and what kind of, of rules, if you will, um, need to be put in place. I, I really did start over in that sense. Um, and it was slow, you know, and, and it was it was different, but it felt wildly free. I always felt like, I used to always describe my life as having like multiple nets underneath me to catch me. It's truly, it's what I visualize and it's the way I would kind of laugh and, and say it outwardly to people. And I felt like that day I got rid of all of those nets and I just let myself be. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and I think that's where people, um, it's hard for them to get rid of those rules because they are, in a sense, their safety. They feel that's what's keeping them safe. And uh, 
even in those rules, they have like this system of fair and unfair just doesn't need to be there. And just there for their safety. When talking about that, it's like when you recognize life has your back, universe is supported, you are supported, everything's working out, you just have to let go of that control and you know, like you said, fly, everything falls into place. And it is a process um, of recognizing that trust, trust in yourself and trusting the universe that has your back. I love that. Absolutely. And the thing is, like, I think what I also learned, not right away, but like over time is life is just a series of choices and mistakes that we make. And are they, they're mistakes, meaning they may not stay with us, those choices, or that we may not feel like those are the right roads to travel or selections to make, but they're really just a series of that, of figuring it out, finding out. I think tethered to the rules is this idea that we have to be, have it all perfected. We have to have this plan that's like bulletproof and it doesn't allow us to take shape and it doesn't allow us to get this sensation that life would offer us and the colorfulness that it would also bring to us. And so I see it as staying in this very like gray monotone space, which don't get me wrong. I happen to love gray. It's my, one of my favorite colors, but that's not, the, that's not vibrant. That's not really where you want to live. And so you cannot know who, what, where, how, until you let yourself be. And that was, I guess, a really big thing for me. So yeah, and anyone listening or watching, it's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay to learn about yourself and say, oh, I'm never doing that again. That was not a good choice. It's always a good choice. It's just maybe not a road to travel down a second time. And that's okay. Exactly. And uh, what you said again, I, I want to point out, it is, it's a process and universe is always giving you do-over and you're never going backward. It's just what experience you want to have. You know, you tried it one way. If you look at your years of experiences, as you mentioned, is that, hey, I tried this last time. I, you know, I liked it back then, but for who I am now, it doesn't anymore. Let me try it a different way and see what kind of experience I'm going to have. And tomorrow, next month, next year, you're a different person again. Life may give you the same thing again. It's like, hey, it seems like you keep wanting to go this way. Do you still want it? And like, no, I'm done with that. I don't want that experience. So series of moments and experiences that we have. And what life is, it's just string of experience. That's right. And it's great, you know, because then all of a sudden you start to take shape. It is. Pretty cool. You mentioned, if you can elaborate, I want to know how it is for you because um, there, there, there's contentment, which is, I feel like that, I don't want to call it great, but there are people who are content with your life. Like you mentioned, you know, you said you were happy, but you didn't know until you were really happy that, oh no, I wasn't happy then. So can you tell us that process? Because I know for myself, I always have a hard time experiencing people ask, you know, well, can you be happy all the time? Can you love everything all the time? And my answer is like, absolutely, yes. Yeah. But 
But um, yeah, if you can elaborate that. Yeah, so I think that for me in the earlier adult days, it was about surface happiness. Like it was very fleeting. It was very circumstantial. It was, okay, I'm, I'm doing this and, and I'm laughing, whether it's with friends or what have you. And so we're having fun. That's happiness. And that can't really be the, the, the end all be all because we all know those are fleeting experiences and our experiences aren't always joyful. Sometimes they're really hard. Sometimes they're painful. You know, sometimes they confuse us or, or just, you know, disappoint us. So there's all sorts of things wrapped up in like momentary and fleeting experience. I think once I really let go and I started to fulfill myself in a totally different way with things and circumstances and situations that felt good and that were really who I am or, or shaping who I could be, that became a deeper level of contentment and happiness. That became a base and a foundation for me being with me on a level that that felt grounding and felt right. And therefore, in each circumstantial moment, yes, I could have pleasure, I could be out enjoying, I could be on a vacation, like whatever. I could be in all of those really wonderfully joyful experiences and they are just, you know, the cup is, is overflowing, fantastic. But I could also be in painful experiences, in life shattering moments and huge disappointments my foundation of my contentment and my solidness with me remains. And that's how I know I can find my way back to myself and that this moment will pass and I will be okay. Even if, if, even if for a moment it doesn't seem that way, I know that I will get back to a very solid and grounded uh, feeling inside. So there is a difference and it's just the way that you choose to fill yourself and know yourself really. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and it takes time and it takes recognition and it takes life experience and, and all of that's really fantastic. And you have to let yourself be open, right? I think the other part was opening my heart because I think allowing myself the freedom to take my control and power back was also meant that I had to open my heart to life and to everything that it would come with it, which is scary. Um, but it was, it was worth it because I got to go deeper and create that base that I wanted so badly. Oh my God. Okay. So many more nuggets in there. That's <laughs> for everybody. Alignment, alignment with yourself and with life. That's a big deal to know who you really are. And when you go from inside out, you find that joy, that love, that peace for yourself first, except for yourself. It naturally flows out through everything around you, the people, life. And like you said, when you find that alignment and peace and joy and love from inside out, then what comes, whatever experience comes, it's still the base of it is joy, peace, and love. Even like the hardest experience come, but again, it's on top of that love base that you've created that doesn't um, doesn't shatter you. No. It's like, you know, you fall down or you get a scratch, you cut your hands, like, oh, okay, you know, it's okay. You know, it could be deeper. It could be, it could be a love loss. It could be yeah. a job loss. It could be devastation on a lot of levels. It just means it might take you a little longer, but the groundedness that you can feel 
in that connection to yourself, I mean, you know, you're coming back to yourself at some point. Exactly. Where you just need that support to remind you, right? That you you yeah. will indeed, and and that's all right too to get it from the outside. Someone saying, you know, it's you're going to get through this, and then you know you do. Yeah. The other point that you made, which is very important too, is opening yourself up. Because I think again it goes back to that rule or uh, boundaries. Everything you said, everybody. It's funny. We all say we want love, and we want to receive love, but that created so many blocks and walls and boundaries that love cannot even flow to us. It's like you know, how am I going to get to you? Yeah, yeah. I know all these things. I'm trying to get there, yeah. but you gotta yourself up and feel vulnerable in order to be able to receive as well and give freely. So it's a fountain. I see it as a fountain inside of us and it keeps going around and around. And the more you give it out and open yourself, the more the flow is coming back at you. I do believe that's true. I I run, you know, grief and bereavement groups. And one of the recommendations that I make when people are in a very tough and painful spot is, you know, if you if there's a place to volunteer, if there's a place to give whatever little you can give, um, it fills you in a way that you won't receive in other places, you know? So it's that fountain that I really believe exists in us mm -hmm. and it just goes around and around. So yeah, you have to open up though for it. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Um, tell us a little bit about the work you do. Um, where can you know people get in touch with you if they want to tell us about it? podcast. I know you have a lot going on. So I, I do want <laughs> Yeah. So I launched my podcast about three years ago. It's called Dreams and Detours. And I really wanted to create a show where I could have conversations with people about the life they're living. You know, it's like life doesn't work out the way that we always plan it to, as we're kind of talking about today. And I feel that we all have experiences that kind of shake us up. And when we hear other people's stories, we kind of see ourselves in those stories and we affirm ourselves. And maybe that feels like comforting or at least puts us on the right track to continued discovery, right? That's the whole point of kind of figuring out where am I going? What am I doing? Who the heck am I? That kind of thing. So the show was really built to do that, that job. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm staying on track with that somewhat. Um, each year it's been a little bit different, but the show is called Dreams and Detours and I, and I absolutely love it because it really is about the dreams and the detours that life will give to us. I've also um, more recently in my life traded out one long and lengthy career for one in psychotherapy. So I went back to school, did everything that I had to do to acquire um, the skills and the licensure. And so now for the last, I guess I'm in two years now, um, I've become a psychotherapist. So I've been working with people and getting closer. Like I mentioned, I run some grief and bereavement groups among other cool programming for people and do some one-to-one -one counseling. So that's been really fun. Um, but I think for the art purposes, I, I say find me at dreamsdetours.com. On Instagram, I am at dreamsdetours. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm always up for a conversation. I welcome people to reach out. And I love to engage on every level. So please don't hesitate. I love that. Yes, please. It's Dreams and Detours. So what made you uh, pick that name? I love that name. Oh. 
I've wanted to launch a podcast for a couple of years prior to doing it. And I couldn't come up with a name. I kept, I mean, I have all these little note pieces of note paper that I scribbled all sorts of words on. Like I knew what I wanted to say, but I couldn't capture it just right. And when I did finally come up with it, I think I, I felt like I wanted to cry. I was like, that's it. That's exactly it. Um, so once I had that in hand, I immediately got busy, launched, and then I, I protect the name. So I did the whole registering and copyright on it because I thought, oh my gosh, this is perfect. This is everything that I want to talk about. I like that. Um, do you have any of your own personal uh, detours that you like to share with us? Oh my gosh, tons of them. I have, <laughs> I talk about them. So <laughs> we close the show on with that one. Yeah, I have tons of episodes like, you know, where I, I absolutely share myself in my conversations with others where appropriate. Maybe sometimes I just insert, you know, because I get really anxious and excited when I'm talking to a guest sometimes. But I've also recorded a couple of episodes with people that I'm close to, um, people that I share a similar history with. And I'm pretty vocal about where I come from, what my experiences were in my early years and how that shaped me or detoured me in my own life um, and even maybe shut me down from being able to dream or understand how to dream. So my own journey is absolutely recorded in there. And um, yeah, and it's been an interesting time of sort of blooming. And I often refer to my own timeline and, and track as being uh, arrested development because I feel that that appropriately describes <laughs> my own kind of coming out and, and birthing of me in my life. But um, but it's all been worth it, right? It's all been pretty phenomenal at the end, so. Yeah, and, um, you mentioned stories and everybody, um, I mean, I share my stories, my life with everybody because um, it is, it's like, um, for me, it's like, if I can do it, you can do it. That's right. If I've gone through this, you can go through it. And it's those examples and, um, that people can relate to and see themselves in and you know, hope, get strength, um, whatever it gives them, them to path, follow their journey, follow their heart, and um, also to know more, there are more people out there like you, you're not. And to hang in there, right? To, to say it's okay, like whatever you're having, whatever's happening in this moment, you are not alone. And it's okay. You're, you're going to get there. Just, you know, can keep believing. So exactly. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's beautiful when we get to uh, share it with others and see them and, you know, small steps for everybody, you know, just start wherever you are, take a step and, you know, the next one will come. The next one will come. The next one will come. Slow and steady. Just, just keep, keep at it. Everyone has their own rhythm. Yeah. It belongs to you. So each of your steps are yours. Just keep taking them at your own pace. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, one last thing, if um, we can talk about that too. For me, I think um, part of this conversation, what I wanted to share as well is that success. Um, I think everybody, uh, again, maybe going back to that rule book or society, uh, change your definition of success. What because success has to be um, meaningful to you. What, 
recognize that, you know, for me, I say, you know, if I can um, change one person's life for the better, if I can put a smile on someone's face today, that is success. It doesn't need to be these brands and, you know, trophies and certificates and titles. It really has to be something that um, sings to your heart, makes your heart fulfilled and for me, that's my definition of success. I like to hear. Yeah, I, I love that. And I feel very similar to what you've just described. You know, success to me at one point used to be being able to take care of myself. And so the financial reward was really important to me. And, and that was fine. And then their financial reward just became, oh, my God, it became enormous. And I just was chasing that. Um, and then I realized that it wasn't fulfilling, not because money isn't fun and that you can't enjoy what you do with it. But I had, there was zero going on behind the scenes. And so I, making this huge change in my life more recently has meant everything to me. You know, and the financial reward is much different. It's, it's a different kind of, of gain, if you will. But when I look at my clients and when I look at my groups and I see that they are feeling seen and heard and affirmed, and it gives them the energy or the, the strength to get through one more day or one more task, that's the work. That's the beautiful part of what I do. When they know someone is there and has their back and will be there for them, that's that's the most important part to me. That's huge. That's when I know I've done the right thing and that's that's success. I love it. I I had I said this was gonna be the last one, but you mentioned another good nugget in there I wanna bring out. Okay. The financial reward i think people get consumed by the dollar as the value of things but when we switch there's a but and if we switch and put value on other things that we are doing the words that we're using that smile that you're giving someone um that support whatever it is start putting value on other things not just the dollar signs coming into your life and you'll get a better feel of what abundance is rather than um that financial dollar yeah you can absolutely feel fulfilled from all parts of it and financial is important for us right we, we are live in a world where we we need that component but we also need to be able to feel the, the success and the beauty and the gift that, that the love and the attention we're giving to whatever it is we're doing. We need to see that as valuable and as worthy, just as much as the check we deposit. It all needs to actually coexist together, right? Because if you only have what you're doing, that it's a, that could be a very humbling life of course and and it can be a struggle so you definitely want some financial reward but you don't want that only so it's a definitely a healthy balance but yeah i think we need to it is an end not an or mm -hmm. it needs to be a combination so that there's comfort there and there's there's a feeling of arrival and i think that's all really important for me i think um the way i experienced um it was the more I opened myself to seeing the value and looking at life in terms of abundance, allowing 
abundance to flow in different ways, different shapes, and seeing value in other places. The financial, like the money aspect of it sort of flowed in more easily while everything sort of balanced each other out without me even trying to worry about it, focus on it, look at it. Um, it was a mindset shift of, you know, putting that value on other things. I agree. I agree. It does. It just comes together when you sort of let go and let it just sort of find its way in. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great because it, it's almost a load off in some strange way. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to that net that you said at the beginning mm -hmm. that, you know, you are safe and supported and things. Right. I love it. Thank you, Susan, for being here. Such a wonderful conversation. It was with so you. good to talk to you. Thank um, you for having me. Um, I'll have her information on the post, everybody. So if you want to reach out to her, uh, find her podcast and listen to her show, Dreams and Detours. Susan, thank you for being here. And everybody, have a blessed day. Love you all. Bye. Okay.